0: Two kids in a career is a production of Jill Divine Media.
1: You know the thing about fireworks is they are like so many other things. I mean, there's lots of ways for kids to get hurt. They can be uh, beautiful. I mean, the the we've all seen you know just these amazing fireworks. Displays and they they can bring people to tears and like anything like cars and bikes and skateboards and all that there's safety that you need to take care of there's training um, people need to have their their wits about them and for certain things there needs to be parental supervision until they're a certain age and, and for me that age is probably twelve.
0: Two kids in a career is brought to you by Blonde Real Estate. They're a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years of experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See the properties they have to offer at BlondinRealEstate.com. That's BlondinRealEstate.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another this is two kids and a career this episode is a little bit different than some previous episodes because'll I'll first say that I don't have a ton of men on the podcast not because I discriminate but sometimes the mommy talk just takes over. So one of the first differences, this week is a man, and we have a man joining us today on the podcast. Rob Seema, welcome to Two Kids in a Career.
1: Thanks, Jill. Happy to be here. Happy to represent the men.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I love. Like Again, I try not to, you know, discriminate. It just so happens that, you know, mommy talk just kind of takes over and, you know. But you are a dad, so we can talk daddy talk. And the other reason why this episode is a little different is it's because we are talking about something that we haven't ever really talked about on the podcast. And it's about firework safety. And I, I know at first, and and I'll be honest, like when you first think about that and think about your guests and you're like, what, what are you talking about? And then you start thinking about your kiddos and even your pets. Like I remember before kids, just getting lots of great information from local resources, like the Humane Society, um, and different organizations like Gateway Pet Guardians, where they provided pet owners with some amazing information about safety when it comes to fireworks and their pets. And again, I could say, maybe at first you might be like, why should I read this? And then until you dive into it and you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a big deal. So I wanted to invite you on to talk about that because we're only a few days away from 4th of July. Some people love 4th of July. Some people hate 4th of July because of <laughs> the fireworks. <laughs> and I, I, don't want, I don't want that to be the case for a lot of people if we can help them. And then we're also going to talk about what you are doing with Sky Wars and the 16th Annual Fireworks Championship coming up on Saturday, September 25th. But let's first go back to Daddy and <laughs> Rob as a father. Tell me about your family dynamics.
1: Well, I have uh, three kids. I have a 16-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old daughter, and an 11-year-old son.
0: Well, how, how are those teenage years going
1: Uh, you know i really thought the problems were big five years ago and and of course now you know we've got a driver and and that has its whole set of of issues and concerns and every time she leaves even though she's a great driver she's really she has really exceeded my expectations in that area but you know every time she gets in the car where you know part of me's worried
0: yeah how do you control that though like what do you do
1: I don't. I mean, I don't, at this point, I don't know. There's a whole lot I can do. You know, we we taught her how to drive. She's very responsible. She she got herself a job and uh, we just have to rely on the, the work we've done up to this point. And of course, you know, like many, we have Life360 and we, uh, you know, she needs to be home at a certain time. There's not just driving around to wherever you want to go. Um, we kind of want to know where you're going to be and you can go somewhere else. We just want to know if you're going to be somewhere besides where you said you were going to be. And as long as you do that in advance we're all good
0: so there's obviously lots of conversation and communication and like hey this is what we expect it, it, but the way that you're approaching it is i would think the way that how she perceives it if that makes sense like um if you're not talking to her and communicating with her she may not be as receptive is that a fair statement? Yeah,
1: I, I think that's right. You know, sometimes I think she feels like we're controlling her, you know, and yeah. wanting to know where she is. And and that's, it's completely natural, right? I mean, she's right. 16 in two years she's going to college. She's not going to be under our roof anymore. And I've heard some, you know, some friends with older kids who've said to me on numerous occasions, by the time they're driving, you're done you're not going to see them. You know, they're, they're at school They she drives herself to and from school. She, if she has lacrosse practice after school, she takes herself there. She drives herself to her job. You know, we, we are a family. We try to have dinner at home five nights a week together as a family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I see her there, I see her in the morning, but you know that is you know the amount of time I spend with her is nothing like it was even a year ago before she started driving. So that's been a big adjustment for us.
0: And what about the middle daughter? And like, how is she reacting to all of it? Do you notice or indifferent?
1: I think you know, she rides with she gets to ride with her sister, so I think she's enjoying a, a level ah. of which she didn't have before as well. You know, thirteen a weird age. My happy love dad daughter, we still have a great relationship, but, you know, the, uh, the 13 moodiness has definitely kicked in. <laughs> Wants to spend a lot more time in a room, doors closed a lot, and she's just in there listening to music or doing what teenagers do, you know, which is trying to figure out how to be independent. Yeah. Well,
0: what's the relationship like with mom, though? Because I have heard this from a father where he said when his daughter but it's like literally like what you just said, like it was, you know, inseparable and they were really great buds. And then she got into her teenage years and he was like, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I would keep finding myself going outside her room. Like, Hey, do you need me? And, she didn't need me and I needed to figure that out. And, and I had asked the same question. I said, well, what about mom? And he's like, oh, they fight all the time, but right. in a fight like, you know, that mother daughter relationship, but they're the best of friends. And he's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's hard, but those two, they know to say like, okay, everything's fine and they can go shopping together.
1: Right. Yeah, they I, I would say that in many ways mom's the confidant for both the girls. So they'll have conversations with her that they will definitely not have with me. Right. However, they don't fight with me either. And and there's some knockdown drag out <laughs> happening and I just try to stay out of the way.
0: You're like in the back, just like, mm, I'm going to eat my popcorn. That's right. yeah, that's
1: right. This is a good time for me to go back to my, uh, my, my main cave. Oh
0: yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. I have a four and a two year old and I I hear that a lot and I'm like, Oh, just, just one day at a time. Okay. So now tell me about your son. And I, I mean, I don't want to assume, but is the relationship, well, obviously it's different, but do you feel like at this age you guys are a little bit closer than he is with mom or, I mean, how is that?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, he wants to spend a lot of time with me now. So he's, you know, at 11, it's all about, you know, dad, dad, let's, hey, let's do this, let's do that. And, and I try to have a policy of saying yes. You know, whenever yeah. he says, dad, do you want to do X, even if I really don't want to do whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's do it. <laughs> Give me 5 minutes. Like, uh, you know, um but he, he definitely uh we've got a we've got a good relationship. Where he wants to do stuff with me now. And really, I mean, as a dad, my experience with it and I know not everyone's is the same, but when he was little, you know, 2, 4, year, you know, that age, I kind of didn't know what to do with them, especially at at 2 and younger, you know, little baby as a dad, I'm like I, you know, this is all about mom and I don't really know what to do. Then later they start talking and they're asking questions and they want to be outside and they want to know what that tool is you're working with. And, 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 you know, now at 11, he's in the scouts and I help him with the, with scouts. I'm in the scout troop and, you know, we're, we're teaching how to do knots. We're, we're lighting fires. We're doing campfire cooking. And so it's just, you know, my, my middle daughter actually happens to be in scouts as well. I don't, you know, you know they uh, they've change the the rules now and girls can be in as well so i've got two kids but uh the boy is just wanting to do stuff with dad the girl wants to do it too she loves it outside she doesn't want dad's help though she's ah. part of that is you know her being 13 and being independent and not not needing me
0: well when you were talking about the two and like, what do you do with them? Well, I, I often hear people say like when they start getting fun, when the kids start talking and like, that's when, you know, a lot of times, whether it's mom or dad, they start to kind of get that bond going. So that kind of sounds like what happened with you.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the kiddos as far as not just your kiddos, but everyone's kiddos. And firework safety, because I want to bring up something that I don't know how old I was, but it's definitely stuck with me. And it's probably why I do not like fireworks to this day. So I remember uh, my parents having, I don't even know if it was necessarily on 4th of July, but some sort of celebration. And they had lined the driveway up with sparklers and, um, everything was great, what have you. Well, the sparklers were done and I was going to be such a huge help and help clean up the sparklers. Well, it was dark. So I grabbed one of the sparklers on the top and to, to get it out of the the grass and burned my oh. hand. Yeah, and I remember, <laughs> I remember running. I didn't even want my mom or my dad. I wanted my grandma. And I remember running straight to my grandma like, crying and i i think what she did and this is an old school thing and maybe I, I don't know it's kind of yeah again fuzzy but i feel like she was like go get we need butter we need to put some butter on <laughs> which from my understanding that was definitely an old school yeah, at remedy. Least you didn't say we're gonna
1: get a leech or something <laughs> i mean
0: you know. so i remember that and I can say that ever since then, I'm a little scared and I don't want, I don't want anything to do with them. I try with my girls, uh, especially the four-year-old, I mean, sparklers, she's been introduced to them and I just like, yeah, pull it away from you and watch what you're doing. Don't hurt one another. But I also don't want to put this fear into her um, and just make it be... I don't know. Like I don't really know what the right way is. Like, do you let I don't want her to experiment with fire, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know. I don't really know how to handle it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, the the reason that uh that I know something about the fireworks is it started for me as a as a um I mean as a kid. So I was I was five years old probably. Um, and my dad said he handed me a firecracker. And a lit Salem light cigarette and said, Go out there, light that firecracker. Um, And yeah, which, which, you know, I think about today, uh, you know, as the vice president of the Missouri Pyrotechnics Association, (laughs) I'm not sure I would do that. Well, first of all, I don't smoke. So that's one thing, but, uh, you you know, it's a a different time. Uh, Right. You know, the thing about fireworks is they're, uh, they are like so many other things. I mean, there's lots of ways for kids to get hurt. Uh, and you talk about your four year old with the sparkler, uh, you know, it's it, it's like a knife. you wouldn't you wouldn't give your four year old a knife and let them run around with it. you know, so uh, it requires supervision. They can be uh, beautiful. I mean the the the, the uh, we've all seen you know just these amazing fireworks displays and they they can bring people to tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and like anything like cars and bikes and skateboards and all that, you know there's there's safety that you need to take care of. There's training. Um, people need to have their, their wits about them. And for certain things, there needs to be parent uh, parental supervision until they're, uh, a certain age. And, and, and for me, that age is probably 12, you know, okay. or, ol- or older, you know, I mean, I have my 11 year old, he's not, uh, I'm not going to let him just go and, and, uh, be messing around with, with fireworks without me being around and kind of keeping an eye on him. And he's pretty sophisticated. He's been around it for a while now. And, and so, um, you know, he knows what he's doing and I don't have to pay as close attention as I did when he was younger, but
0: you okay, know,
1: I'm, still not, I'm still not, I'm still not going to go in inside. And, uh, if he's, if he's having
0: fireworks, I mean, like you said, you wouldn't just give your kid a knife. You wouldn't just, you have to supervise. Are there any other tips that you would provide? So mama's like me, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I de- crazy. I definitely,
1: I definitely would. I mean, there. I mean, the parental supervision's a lot. So you know, most of the accidents that happen are uh, they're burns, as you can imagine, like like the one that you had when you were mm-hmm. a, a child. Um, and really, sparklers are a lot of the of the injuries. Those those things get up to two thousand degrees.
0: <gasps> oh. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Right?
1: really hot. So, you know, you wouldn't just, you wouldn't have the four year old like playing, if they were near a fire or a campfire, you could be pulling them back. And, and really, that spark was hotter than campfire in some ways. Um, so it's just something that I you don't, know, I think people don't realize just how, you know, just. Yeah, what,
0: then why do we do that? Why are we, why do we think that that's. They're,
1: yeah, they're, yeah, I don't know. They're beautiful and they're fun. And I think people, you know, they don't have the education uh, about it. And it's, it's actually simple. There's a few, you know, there's a handful of things you can do and I'll, I'll talk about those, but, you know, like me and like you, it was a different time. And, you know, when we were kids and played with fireworks, it, they, people just didn't pay as close attention to that. And, you know, and as a result, people, you know, people do get, uh, get hurt. In fact, you know, 243 people go to the emergency room every day during the 4th of July season for a firework related injury. (sighs) Now, as a percentage, far more people go to the emergency room for riding a bike or being in a car. And I mean, there's other things that are, are that are actually more dangerous. But, um, you know, that's 243 people too many and many much of it is preventable. Got it. So that's part of what we're we're here to do for at the Missouri Pyrotechnics Association is to help people enjoy the safe and artful use of fireworks, because it can be beautiful and fun if you just do a few simple things.
0: I was thinking a couple of things like when you know me being like oh well i don't want her to have a sparkler now now that i know this and then i can um hear some people in this other ear going oh my gosh why do you have to be so overprotective and <laughs> let kids be but if we what is wrong with educating ourselves and just saying hey this is not uh the safety route that i want to go and i want to prevent my child from not getting burned so suck it basically <laughs> like uh-huh. i don't know you know i could like picture how this conversation could go about if you know what i mean
1: right yeah i mean there's there's i mean every family's got to decide and of course rem- remember in in many places fireworks are not legal so i just want to yeah. be clear about that you know if you're in an area where fireworks are illegal then you shouldn't be shooting fireworks um, leave it to the pros. Go see some of the great shows that are available in, you know, most towns and in, in cities in the in the US. They're a great way to enjoy it. But if you're in an area where it's legal, you know, I I I view it like like anything else. You know, um, are fire, are they necessary? You know, that's one of the questions that I that I get. No, they're not necessary. You don't have to shoot fireworks. You can go through life and never shoot a firework and be completely happy. Um are bicycles necessary? No. I mean, you could go through life and never ride a bike. I'm sure there's billions of people on the planet that do, but they should, but sure it's fun. Um, and if you ride a bike, there's some things you need to know, uh, as a kid, you know, one, wear a helmet, um, you know, two, when you first start, you're, you're there's probably going to be some parental supervision to help you get going. Don't ride on major roads. Um, you know, make sure the equipment is all, um, you know, that the chain is oiled and, and the, uh, the, the handlebars are on tight, and you know all those things so um I, I view it like a lot of those things. I mean we were talking about knives you know it, it when I'm, my four year old doesn't even know how to use a knife, but my eleven year old makes us dinner some nights and and uh and he knows how to use a knife safely so that he can chop the carrots or the onions or you know whatever it is he's he's working with you know it's it's just like anything everything's dangerous um well not everything many things are dangerous that we need to do driving. Um, and, you know, with, again, with the training and with, um, um, some precautions, they, they can be safe and, and enjoyable.
0: All right. So how did you get involved with your role? Cause you're the VP and it's the Missouri Pyrotechnics Association, but mm-hmm. you also call it like MoPyro. Is that? Yeah, that's uh, the, that's okay. our slang
1: for it. MoPyro. <laughs> okay. So
0: how did you get involved?
1: um well so i you know it, it's a uh I take you back to the uh the salem light and the firecracker so you know i was always i i, I loved fireworks my dad enjoyed them and so we would always have them on the fourth of july and as i got older i was my my cousin and i were in charge of the family you know the fireworks after the family barbecue on the fourth and uh as you know i think one year it's it's about 15 years ago now i i was uh it was one of those years where it, was, it seemed like it was 105 degrees, but it was hot and humid, and we were mm. he and I were running around and lighting stuff by hand and you know, just sweating. And and I thought, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I think I googled something like, how do you fuse a bunch of fireworks together? Just so I, I had this vision, like maybe I could like one fuse and then sit back and watch it. <laughs> um, Turns out you can do that. Uh, I I found a a website online that you know it was it was enthusiasts and professionals and hobbyists who were sharing you know fireworks tips and 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 things. And um, and then I noticed on there that they were having a there was an event. It was called the St. Louis Shoot at the time, and it was a bunch of fireworks people from around the country, and they were going to get together in St. Louis, about ten minutes from my house. In September and and they were just you know hey they're all busy on the 4th of July everyone's busy shooting you know the the pro shows that everybody goes sees or they're doing their family shows but in September people had a little more time and so I asked my wife I said hey there's this fireworks thing uh down in Fenton uh, which is just a little outside of St. Louis and uh know, would be okay if I went. And she's like, sure, knock yourself out. You know, I think, I think <laughs> if she knew then what she knows now, uh, she might've said no. Um, and you know, I walked out onto this field and there's, and there's a huge, you know, imagine two or three football fields put together and it's just full of fireworks. And there's about a hundred people there. And I walked out on the field and I thought, oh my God, it's my people. I found my, <laughs> I found my people. And, uh, You know, I learned so much and had so much fun and saw, you know, people putting together, you know, I was shooting like a firework at a time. It was the first time I saw somebody put it all together and and actually make a display, you know, something beautiful. And I thought, and I got to help on a couple of them and I thought, this is, this is fantastic. So I joined that, that event was put on by the Missouri Pyrotechnics Association, although many of the people there are in from, you know, literally all over the U.S. And so I joined the association and, you know, fast forward, 15 years and i'm the now i'm the vice president
0: i mean i love when you can take something that is so dangerous in many aspects and find the beauty in it and i will say even though i am scarred from my experience (laughs) as a child i cannot lie and say that I don't appreciate fireworks. Like you keep saying, and they're beautiful. It is beautiful. I have seen so many different displays. And I'm just bringing up the one that is the most recent. But even with, you know, the inauguration of our president, the latest When you were watching it on TV, like you felt like you were there and there's music with it and there's these beautiful displays. Like, how did they get it to do that? And how did they get it to make it the, uh, you know, the American flag? And it is a very beautiful thing. Like, for me, I appreciate fireworks from Afar, <laughs> that's where that's like, a great
1: I, place to. And yes. frankly, between you and me, that's where I really appreciate them. I don't like to be up close. I, yeah, yeah I, I like I, to be back and watching,
0: You' right? Like, there's some that fireworks are. I'm like, what is the purpose? Like, what are you doing? And you know, it's just whatever. That's we don't even go into that, <laughs> but um, we are approaching, like I said earlier, Fourth of July weekend. We you know, I think like you said, it's a, it's a good time to just watch it from afar and go and enjoy the beauty. And just to make sure you are taking those precautions with your kids and with your pets. And, um, before we start, to talk about the big event in September, is there a website individuals can go to, to maybe get some of that information for this upcoming weekend as far as like the tips and precautions?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, in terms of just a few keys to helping people stay safe when they use fireworks. So a lot of the injuries are, as I was saying before they're they are burns usually to the hands, arms or face, -hmm. Um, and often what happens is it's because people are not using them safely. So a couple things to to know. Um, you know, you 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 want to be away from people and preferably outdoors when you shoot them. I know I (laughs) can't believe I have to say that, but
0: oh my gosh. (laughs) Um
1: and you know, really even for sparklers, you want to have six feet away from you and and the next person. You don't want to be right next to each other and kind of waving them around. Um, but Um, the way that a lot of those injuries happen is people are holding stuff. So you should never be holding or throwing any kind of firecracker, bottle, rocket, any of that. Um, You should never aim it at anyone else. And really, you never want to even put any part of your body over a firework. So what we teach people to do is come in from the side, your head's never over the top, you light it from the side, and then you move back you don't run you can just turn around and, and walk and then you can turn around and you can usually get you know 30 feet away at least before it goes off which is a, a safe distance for many of those uh, you know those fireworks that people would be using and then my other uh, tip have a water hose or, or a bucket nearby in case something goes uh, goes sideways and you have a lot of times after they light they'll be a, they'll be smoldering and you can you can put it out um, Another tip that I would uh, would have is that if something doesn't go, sometimes you'll light it and it won't. Nothing will happen. You know, mm. you're, hmm, is that one is it not going to go? Is it still smoldering? Is it going to go later? Sometimes people will go over and then they will pick it up and then it's <laughs> lit and it goes off and now you got a problem. So you want to wait twenty minutes before you pick up anything. Just let it sit there. You can move over five feet and start, you know, with the next one and then come back to that one later. And then the last thing, this is really easy for a couple of dollars, you can get a pair of safety glasses. And, you know, the pros, we never touch anything. if We don't have safety glasses and a hard hat on. And, um, and even for, uh, uh, but safety glasses, they make them in kid sizes. They're available at at Home Depot. It's $2. And if you've got, if you're nowhere near the fireworks and you've got something protecting your eyes, it's really hard to get into trouble.
0: Coming up in September, September 25th to be Exact. It's Sky Wars presents the 16th annual fireworks championship. And I will say that at first I was like, I don't understand. And then I watched a little Mm -hmm. promo about it. And I'm like, oh, this is this goes back to the beautiful I want to watch from afar. It's a really cool thing. It's being held at the Village of Innsbruck Fireworks Field. And that's located in Wright City, Missouri. What I'd like to know a little bit about how this works, we are in the midst of a pandemic still. So I would like for you to, those are two questions I have for you, like address how that works and then also what the event is.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, it's the largest fireworks competition in the U.S. So we have, um, there's a, there's a couple of parts of the show. It's two hours of fireworks which is a, which is a long time. And it consists of a series of shows. So we'll have uh first part of the event is what we call the, uh, the pro-am competition or the, it's called the 1.4 competition for those of us in the field. 1.4 fireworks are consumer fireworks. And okay. so it's kind of like stock car racing. You know, we, we take, we're trying to figure out who the best choreographers are designers of shows. And, want to we want to put some limits on them so you can't just buy and you can't just have the fastest car and win the race everybody in stock car racing sort of has the same car you know they all have to they're basically the same and what's left we they think is you know the skill of the driver so what we do is we put a bunch of limits on them and we say you're only allowed to use fireworks that are available basically most of what they shoot in these competition in the competition portion is available from a tent and you could go buy it yourself Mm anyway um, there's a few things that, that are a little more specialized that you might have to look to, to be able to find. And we say it's, your show is going to be between six and, and eight minutes and um, you're, it's got to be a musical, And I'll talk about what the difference between that is and a, you know, just shooting the music. Um, and we think that what's left at the end is, you know, how good are you at matching the mood of the music and, you know, making, uh. You know, providing an emotional reaction to it, and, and you know, are you able to execute the show without any mistakes, mistakes or obvious mistakes in it? And we we crown a winner every year, um, and it's a lot of fun. This year we have three competitors. We have one, uh, two from uh, see one from Wisconsin, one from Ohio, and one from Texas. So it's uh, ah. really great great talent that's coming in. Uh, Another section of the show is what we call the unlimited. Uh, This is just an exhibition. So there's a gentleman in another gentleman from Ohio who is going to be putting on, you know, an unlimited show. So he's, you know, as many, as as many e-matches as he wants to use, as many fireworks as he wants to use, and it should be, um, should be amazing. And then we have the professional part of the show. So that is display fireworks. So this is the kind of stuff that you're going to see, you know, at a city show, and, um, and in fact, you know, last year we shot some of the largest shells that would have been seen in North America. We had, you know, up to 12 inch, uh, shells and, uh, three, three different groups, um, that come in and, and, you know, there's no limits and, and we say you can choose as much as you want. And typically they, they like to shoot a lot. So, um, those are, those are great. And then what we're probably known for, one of the things we're known for is our, uh, our fireballs. So there's a, there's a group from, uh, from Memphis, Bill Corbett is his name. They go by the fireball dudes
0: <laughs> and they
1: bring in, they do, it's gasoline fireballs and they do these, you know, um, they, had, they had one last year it was called a super nuke and it was 500 gallons of gasoline and, and it, it made a fireball that was probably 300 feet tall and wow. people love it. I mean, if you look at, if you look at, uh, you know, on our, on our YouTube or, uh, Facebook, you'll see there's some amazing uh, footage of the, of those fireballs. So that's sort of what we're known for. Um, so, so that's the event, you know, it's, it is like nothing you've seen. I try to explain it to people and I can't explain it. And what I tell people is if you come. You're going to come back, and you're going to tell all your friends, and you're going to bring them the next year. And and the other thing is, if you come, it's going to ruin you for Fourth of July fireworks <laughs> forever. And we do <laughs> not apologize for that in any way.
0: That's awesome.
1: The second part of your question was about the was about COVID. So you know, how do we keep people safe? So last year we had eight thousand people there, um, and in September, and this year we're cap. We could we could put more people in, but you know, with COVID, we're we want to make sure that there's room to spread out. And so uh, we we had, with well, the way that people wound up doing it last year, because it's outdoors, which of course, one of the best things for combat and COVID is be outside. It's, right. it's harder to transmit outside. And people wound up, having their little pods. So, you know, if you know, it'd be a family of four or a family of five, and then, you know, around that family is at least six feet and then, then there's an the next group. And so we were able to do a good job of keeping people separate. I talked to a couple of doctors that uh, I knew that were there and they said, you know, you guys did a great job. We felt completely safe with our family. People had masks on, um, you know, we, we said, um, you know, we, we're we're not, we're, we're asking you to have a mask there. We're in a part of, of of the state at the time where there was not a mask, you know, mandate. Um, yeah, we, we got great marks. We had no, um, we didn't have any, uh, you know, I think the public that was there felt safe. And, uh, and as I was saying, some doctors that were there said we did a good job. And so we're going to replicate that this year. We've got a few things that we'll do a little different as far as controlling some of the lines when people are in food, uh, getting food and that sort of thing. But I think we're we're uh, in store for another successful and exciting event.
0: And then the something I wanted to bring up that we talked uh, briefly about, but it ties back in is the fact that you have these nonprofit partners that one of them is directly for animals. And we talked about that. And so um, the other is Operation Food Search, which you know, especially with COVID, this is a, a huge need. So can you talk about those two right. factors?
1: Yeah. Our, for the operation food search and Agape, uh, you know, a lot of food banks were depleted, you know, pretty depleted last year, especially at the height of the pandemic. When, when things were first starting and we were locked down, you know, harder. And so we wanted to do something to try to replenish those. So one of our, uh, Ah uh, nonprofits. I mean, we're a nonprofit ourselves uh, at the Missouri pyrotechnics Association, and but we you know we're trying to do trying to do good and enjoy these beautiful fireworks. So uh, we'll be collecting food and money for Agape and Operation Food Search. And then the where we shoot the fireworks is the is uh, on one corner of that property is the future home of it's the the concerned citizens for animal Welfare for Warren County. And they have a campaign called Raise the Woof, which I think is <laughs> kind of a fun name. And um, so we're trying to raise money for uh, for them and their efforts uh, for, for animals. I mean, obviously, uh, animals. Uh, it, it, I say animals don't like fireworks. Some do. We, I mean, there's some there's some there's some dogs and horses that will just sit there and not not do anything, and then others don't. Just uh, like with storms, you know. I mean, you get a you get a big electrical storm, and and uh, dogs don't tend to like that Uh, and so they they have to be you just have to uh, be aware
0: of it so the event is happening on Saturday, September 25th. Yes. And the tickets range from $30 to $40 per person. That's general admission and then there's an all-inclusive VIP ticket. People can go to um your website and also call 314-730-0793. I will have all this on the show description at com. What is the website that we would refer people to go to?
1: Yeah, it's skywarsevent.com.
0: Okay, so skywarsevent.com. That's the website. All right, final thoughts on anything that we talked about or anything (laughs) we didn't talk about.
1: Well, besides come to Sky Wars because we're looking forward to ruining you for fireworks. <laughs> uh, I think you know, it, enjoy those fireworks and just be be smart about it at this Fourth. If you're if you're going to be shooting them, um, I think that's that's fantastic. Uh, one resource that you could go to is celebratesafely.org. Uh, dot That's the American Pyrotechnics Association's. Uh, website. They have some statistics. They have uh, parent and teacher safety guides for fireworks So some good resources out there if you want to read in uh, a little more depth of some of the things we talked about today to keep your kiddos safe. And and uh, you know what I what we want is is people that grew up having great experiences with fireworks, not ones that got their hands burned and, and uh, <laughs> are or traumatized ever since.
0: Well, yes, that's what we all want. And that's I will what try we all want. yeah. <laughs> to be I, I will not apologize for being an overprotective mother no, when I it don't comes. Think you should. I
1: don't yeah, think to that. Should,
0: no. Because I do think, you know, that is one thing like, like this is American tradition, fireworks, Mm -hmm. 4th of July. Well, it's okay to be safe. So I'm just saying
1: just safety. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's not, yeah, it's not okay. It's, you have to be safe. It it doesn't, it doesn't do anybody any good. It's not, there's nothing that, that takes the fun out of fireworks faster than somebody getting hurt. So, you know, it's the last thing we want.
0: Truth. Well, thank you so much, Rob. And, you know, best of luck with the event and with the kiddos. I I don't have the best of advice since I'm, you know, the couple seasons behind you, (laughs) but I think it'll all work out eventually. This is just one of those, one of those seasons, right?
1: Yeah, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. It, It's, uh, it's great. You know, it's, uh, you know, like uh, my friends always said, you know, it's going to go by so fast. And you know, I I believed them, but I didn't realize just how fast it, it was going to go by. So we just try and try and be there and be present and enjoy them while we got them. That's all we can do.
0: On next week's episode, episode seventy nine, Jennifer Warman Bloss will be joining me. She is the owner of Elemental Aesthetics in the St. Louis area, and. There is something so amazing about her that I had to share with you. So a lot of times med spas and estheticians get a really bad rap. And this is not the case with Jennifer. She does so much for her clientele. She's like their therapist, their mother, their best friend, their sister, everything wrapped in one. And she truly Truly enjoys it. It fills her up. And you'll understand exactly what I mean when you tune in next week. Episodes of the podcast launch every single Wednesday. We are at that point in the episode where it is time to shout out a supermom. The supermom shout out is brought to you by Addie's Way. So the supermom will get the shout out here on the podcast and then also on social media and a custom designed supermom shirt from Addie's Way. I will tell you how to make your nominations in just a minute. But first, let's Shout out that super mom. This week's Supermom shout out goes to Sue of Winsville, Missouri. Her daughter Cassie nominated her and said, my mom is amazing. She doesn't have little kids or a career anymore, but when she had a career, she was also taking care of three kids and she didn't skip a beat. She babysat most of the neighborhood kids until they all started kindergarten. She is the person who taught me to be the wife and mother I've always wanted to be. And she's my best friend. Plus, she's been amazing this past year with my father's illness, which unfortunately led him to passing away recently. They were married for 50 years. Sue, I see you and I support you. So Sue, uh, you will be getting that shirt from Lisa at Addie's Way. And if you have a super mom that you think I should shout out, just like Sue, I would love for you to email me, hello at Jilldevine.com. Or you can go onto any of my socials and send me a direct message there. I will take care of the nomination either through email or through social media, whatever's easiest for you. And on the social media, you can get me on Instagram at Jill Divine, and on Facebook at Jill Divine Media. And then on Twitter at Jill Divine Radio. And one last thing before you go. If you wouldn't mind subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Because then it gets in the hands of others. And it's just one of those things that if I can reach more people with some of the stories that you have to share and just one person can benefit then that's amazing. So yes, subscribe, rate, and review when you get a chance on the podcast platform of your choice. And as always, thank you for supporting Two Kids and a Career.